You are listening to the Give Me Five podcast, episode 126. This is the Give Me Five podcast, a semi-entertaining show about very entertaining things. We talk about things like pop culture, nostalgia, movies, music, video games, whatever it is that kind of catches our fancy for that week. My name is Pickle McLovebottom, and I'm joined as always by Hobo Slashy Stab. Which uh, one is that? I think uh, that's you. You said I had a hobo beard today, so... That's you. That's definitely you. Yeah, that's me. Hello. And Coronavirus Mary. I thought I was the gimp. I, nope. had, I was, I was through a curveball. You are was, coronavirus, Mary. You were wearing you, a gimp mask. You I should have claimed hobo slash gimp. Stab. I was, I was practicing my gimp sounds all nope. afternoon. You should have claimed hobo <laughs> slashy stab. You yeah, are now well. coronavirus, Mary. Hi. <laughs> this week we're going to talk about the Netflix sensation Tiger King. Sigh. Dan, <laughs> Danzig's Veronica. And a little-known 1986 gem starring husband and wife team, Haunted Honeymoon. And I'm just going to briefly mention all of the other crap I've been watching. Because some of it out there is really good, and you guys are going to watch it too. So, And there's a whole lot of time to do it. Yes. And I'm thinking I'm going to end up having more time too, because apparently my hospital just got called out in the newspaper for not canceling elective surgeries. You know, if I can't get my boobs done during a pandemic, then no one should be able to get my boobs done. Their boobs done. <laughs> no, <laughs> right. pandemic. Yeah. Excellent. Well, it's nice to be talking to and seeing other people. Jimmy is like the first person like that I've seen that I'm not like married to or that is my child in like days. It was weird. Jen has become absolutely addicted to House Party, which is which is the app where you can have like up to eight people chatting all at the same time. Like it's talking. like a, yeah, oh. it's like a video call, except you can have eight people on it. Hmm. It sounds like a thing that I do not want to do. Hmm. You won't yeah. even let us see enough. That's because I just moved and all my stuff's in boxes everywhere at some yeah, point in the movie. We don't care about that, and it's not being recorded. He's totally not wearing pants. That's the thing. He's anyway, that's what we want to see. <laughs> spoiler. That's what we want to see. That is the spoiler. This is a review show. There's going to be spoilers. Uh, you've probably already been spoiled on the tiger thing because of the four gajillion memes that people have made. Cause they have literally mm -hmm. nothing else to do. Mm -hmm. I'm not entirely sure if Jimmy will be able to spoil Danzig's Veronica because I've heard it's very weird. Ooh. And haunted honeymoon has been out forever. And um, there are some things in that that I think are better if they are not spoiled, but you know, so we'll give you some warning, but uh, if you hate spoilers, uh, you know what to do. You should know better by now. Yes. 
So in this in this week of uh, everybody being locked up like like prisoners, uh, do we have any new news? Uh, the only thing I saw, I did do a look, and I'll be honest, I was trying to avoid you know certain types of news. I was looking for good stuff and things that you could watch. Um, mm-hmm. I do believe they pushed up Rick and Morty season four. Oh, excellent. Um, that is going to be May 3rd. There is a there is a trailer. Uh, the still image, the promotional image is uh, Rick and Morty both wearing Gundam armor. Nice. Which, mm-hmm. It looks awesome. <laughs> so I'm uh, very excited about that. Um, and that's really the, the big the the only like non sad depressing news. That I've heard. Well, I've got a little bit of non-sad, depressing news as well. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, Castlevania has been picked up for season four. Ooh, on Netflix. So, if you guys haven't gotten around to seeing season three, you should definitely do that because it sets up a very interesting storyline to be explored for season four. So, I am very, very excited for that. Excellent. Hopefully it just gets bigger and better and bloodier and even more fun than it was in season three. The the sad news I heard, this this is <laughs> sort of right up my alley. Uh, Adam Schlesinger, who was uh, the singer from Fountains of Wayne. Fountains of Wayne, yes. Passed away. He, they, they did the song uh, Stacy's Mom Has Got It Going On, which was a big, uh, which a big deal. Uh, the death was confirmed from... By Chris Caraba, who uh, actually went to high school in Boca Raton, uh, and he was in the ba- he's in the band Dashboard Confessional. But he was he had tweeted that um, he was a mentor to him, and he passed away. He had s- since not really been a touring musician so much, but he did. Uh, he ended up winning an Oscar, a Golden Globe, Tony's, Grammys, Emmys mm. for a uh, for um, let's see. Uh, he worked on the TV musical drama Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. He worked on the Colbert Christmas special. And uh, he did the – oh, he also wrote the title track for the That Thing You Do song, uh, movie with Tom Hanks. Now, since people are going to be wondering, was was it coronavirus related or did he like get hit it by was, a car or was he sick? Or? Yeah, it, was, it was coronavirus. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they had said about a week ago that he was, fair, he was really sick and was yeah, in the hospital. And- I think I had heard that like another another musician, not not so much uh, up your guys' alley, but another uh, country musician passed away. Uh, Joe Diffie, I believe. Yeah, I heard passed away from coronavirus not too long ago as well. Yes, it was huge name in the nineties. Yeah, <clears throat> and as did the uh, the writer of "I Love Rock and Roll," as yeah. performed by Joan Jett, also mm. passed away coronavirus. <sighs> It is uh, hitting the art community pretty hard. It's interesting. Um, like they're trying. I know they're trying to find out like how it's spreading because there's like these weird pockets that are forming, and it's def- it seems like it's definitely hitting. Maybe these. I don't know if these guys were touring recently. Well, obviously, the writer of the song wasn't, but I don't know. It is sad. Stay safe, people. And yes. as we've been saying, wash and- your damn hands. Wash your damn hands and don't be like this dumbass pastor here in Florida who just recently got arrested, but now as a result has been completely recused of anything because the governor lost his balls. Um, the pastor of the megachurch continued to hold services out in Tampa and he was arrested and the governor has since issued a stay at home order starting today, but counts churches and services as essential 
essential services. Yes, the the places where the most people gather on any given day of the week. Let's just go ahead and excuse them and save them, man, touch and touch (laughs) things and sit really close to each other. Yeah, yeah. This guy, I got. I I think I told you guys this. I I I have an admitted. I wouldn't say obsession, but it's in my list of websites that I go to every morning when I get up. Right CNN. next to the, right behind the the porn sites. No, CNN, ESPN, you know, Vice and TMZ, and I'm scrolling down on TMZ, and I'm like, oh man, Scott Hall got arrested again. Um, <laughs> yep. On a very <laughs> quick glance. That's what he looks like. He has um, that kind of slick back hair, sort of uh, alcohol fu- fueled uh, the chub- chubbiness, whatever. Yeah, capillary in the nose. Um, yeah, fuck that guy. You know, he he also he's just a nut job. He said that he's got thirteen machines in there that'll blast any virus out of anybody that walks in the building. There's another dickhead in louisiana who's doing this and said yeah and he had even more people he had like 1800 people in his church it's it is preying on people's faith because you got to fill up those those plates what are they called collection plates yeah it's got to fill up those collection plates because because those those mega churches are so much not about religion they're all about making money i mean those those mega churches are like business free money yeah, those like, these, are businesses. It's not about these are the same religion. These are the same exact churches, almost to the number that shut down during the hurricanes and wouldn't let anyone in after these people lost their houses because, for whatever reason, they're now for not forcing, but you know, making it seem as if you have to come in or else you're going to go to hell. Yeah. Yet when there's a hurricane, nope, nope, sorry, got to close down. Sorry, you lost your house. Uh, you know, should have prayed more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> You are Give Me Five Podcast dickhead of the millennium. Uh, hands down. Well, I am no longer the dickhead yes. of the millennium. That makes me happy. Okay, let's let's move on to happier news. Uh, you still are. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, did you guys have any uh, any Florida stories? I did have I did have one or two. They're a little bit older, but I, I don't know how I missed these when we when we did them a couple weeks ago. For some reason, so many. <laughs> some, for some reason, some of them are like kind of hard to find, and they just kind of like pop up later. You know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. They do. But um, no, but, I don't. Aside from the previously church, mentioned past, church boy. Yeah. I, I do have two that I found rather amusing. Mm-hmm. One, one of them was a Florida boy in Jacksonville who stole some body spray from one of his classmates. Okay. And and sprayed it on himself. And was immediately gobbled up by all the females. No, <laughs> he, he sprayed it on himself only to find out that it was not, in fact, body spray, but it was actually pepper spray. Nice. So he sprayed himself with pepper spray, cleared the gymnasium and sent 40 people to the hospital. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, and then in other news, 40 people. Can, can, can I cut in here real quick? Go for it. Uh, Go this for is it. the story about my mom who is probably listening because she has nothing else to do. Oh, boy. Huge, huge Axe Body Spray fan. No, at one point, ah. we were at the, the Pottery Barn on uh, on Park Avenue. And we were walking and looking at some stuff. And she was visiting. And she picks up a spray and 
sprays it on her wrists and like, you know, kind of rubs it together and it's like, ah, this body spray burns. I'm like, you're in Pottery Barn. Why would they sell body spray? And she's like, oh, it was potpourri spray. And she had, <laughs> and she had sprayed it on herself for whatever reason. She's like, it smells good. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, right. it's made to smell good. But and yeah, the red, redness and rashes occurred. And, you know, every time we this walk by, a, every time we walk by a pottery barn, I, of course, have to be like, uh, do you need to pick up any perfume, mom? And she flips uh, you the bird and tells you to shut the fuck up. She she says, I wish Jimmy was my son, is what she says. <laughs> yep. Accurate. Oh, boy. And the the other story I found that I thought was kind of funny was there was a uh, a Florida man who was allegedly caught trying to um, use a stolen debit card. And when he was confronted by the police, he tried to eat the evidence. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, just straight up stuck it and just chomping on the plastic, trying to, trying to eat the evidence. And, and the cops found another 16 stolen cards on him. And they also found a bag of cocaine. And when asked about it, the guy tells them, and I quote, I'm not going to lie. It's cocaine. <laughs> it's like those credit cards, though, totally mine. This. Yeah, this is cocaine. They're to- no, they're, they're, they're total- and, and you know what? You caught me trying to eat the one. So I'm, I'm, I'm just done. Uh, I got to tell you, I got a stomach ache. <laughs> yeah, I, I got to tell you, I, I couldn't be a cop because I would have told him. Like, if you want to go free, snort all this cocaine and eat the rest of these cards. If you can do it, you want to be free more than I want to arrest you. And that's one of the reasons I'll never be a cop. Nice. Uh, the other reason I'll never be a cop is my little quick Florida story. Uh, I'll just do this real quick. The uh, oh, There was a Florida man arrested for spraying a bottle of what he claimed was coronavirus on business doors. Excellent. Yeah, he was uh, walking around spraying stuff in Jacksonville with a bottle that was very comically labeled COVID-19. Like, I would love to see that. It looks, you know, like a, one of those big sacks with like a dollar bill sign, with like a dollar sign on it in an old cartoon. Where, where if he had a big sack with a dollar sign and a bottle of COVID, where, where did he keep the big jug that had three X's on it? Yeah, exactly. He needed that. And the, the poison thing with the, with the skull on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So he had that. He was he was spraying it on stuff. I don't know why he was doing it, but I also don't know why he has quite so many face tattoos. So he clearly they're, and they're they're not good face tattoos. No, like he's got tattoos for for words like for his eyebrows and shit. Yeah, yeah. And he has he has the word broken tattooed on his face next to two very poorly drawn devil horns. I think. Yeah. And I'm sure one of those says, I make really good decisions. Yes. Yes. I do have a question for you guys, though. Mm-hmm. Um, on the lighter side, what so far, off the top of your head, what so far have been your favorite uh, memes? Describe oh. them to us. Oh, dear. Uh, Just give me one or two. I mean, don't don't give me all of them. All right. I got one. Go so it. it, you know, it, it's pretty, pretty light, but it's, uh, ah, it's so true. There's one that has a picture of Bugs Bunny. Mm-hmm. Um, he's wearing like a, like a bandito costume kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he's, he's kind of got his hips out and his thumbs in his pockets. 
and it says, you know, Florida declares stay at home order or something like that. And it just says from Bugs Bunny's perspective, it says, or what? And it's, um, you, you just got to see it. That's, that's probably my favorite so far. Um, and I'll, I'll, uh, give the floor to Greg for that one. Uh, all the ones that are for me are the homeschooling ones. Like, oh, okay. Those are all great. Cause there's, there was one that was like, it was actually a tweet that someone turned into a meme. It was something about like, like day one of homeschooling. I really hope I can get this kid transferred out of my class, which is a good one. And then there, the other one I saw actually today was, uh, the other side of that was my, uh, homeschooling day 11, 12, whatever it is. Uh, my kid, my kid says he hopes he doesn't have the same teacher next year. <laughs> <laughs> My um, the the two that have really kind of made me laugh was I saw one that was it was actually a a post or a tweet or something with uh, R. Kelly and R. Kelly trying to get oh, out of jail. R. Kelly trying to get out of jail because he's worried about coronavirus mm-hmm. uh, or COVID-19, blah, 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 blah. So he wants out of jail so that he can, you know, not get sick. And the first comment underneath the picture is I bet he'd been OK if it was COVID-15. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> or or fourteen or thirteen, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the other one I saw that really made me laugh was, <clears throat> I don't know how it got up there, but there was there was a picture of a dog up on top of like some kitchen cabinets, oh, and, yeah. and a guy like reaching up to the dog, and the caption says, "No, we've been outside twenty times already. I'm not coming down. Leave me alone." <laughs> Yeah, that, that picture actually was a legit picture from a guy on Reddit like three months ago. He said that his that his one dog is weird mm-hmm. and would get up there. And he thought that his roommate or his wife had done it. Is it like a prank? But then mm-hmm. he watched one day as the dog hopped up on the counter, hopped up on the fridge and then climbed up onto the, the top part. Nice. And then someone took the picture and did that, which is awesome. Nice. Okay, I think it's time to talk about all of these movies and stuff. Yeah. And I am... I, I got to call an audible here. I really want to hear what Jimmy has to say about Veronica. Go for it. Yeah. Well, I don't really know what to say about it. <laughs> That's why that I want to hear. Huh? Um, you know, I was really hoping this movie would be so bad. It was good, but it's just so bad. It's bad. It's this. I, I don't know. It, it's like, Watching the fantasies of a person who's so completely deluded um, that what they think is cool, that everybody else is going to think is cool, but nobody else thinks it's cool. Like a pile of bricks in a shark. <laughs> Here I am, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Todd, Sorry. you fuckhead. That's Rob won't get that unless he watched that video. But the I listened to that so many times. There was a story of <laughs> of Danzig in his neighborhood in California having a pile of bricks in his front yard, and his neighbors were upset because it was bringing down the property value. And his house was creepy and weird and shitty looking, and dilapidated. When yeah. I think Danzig was finally told that he did have to remove the bricks, he went out there and he could just picturing him all in black with like a fishnet cut off shirt just yelling <laughs> ah! oh, just throwing bricks into a dumpster just kills me man <laughs> no. oh, tell these bricks not to do whatever anyway be in my yard yeah <laughs> Veronica man it's fucking awful 
Um, you know, I, I, we talked about this before and I, I debated on getting the Blu-ray because I just kind of hoped that it would be that kind of thing where, you know, you could just kind of pass it around everybody laugh and talk about it and everything, but it's not, um, there, there are three, there are three stories in this. Um, mm-hmm. I think two of which they, for no reason whatsoever, um, speak with French accents. Um, <laughs> even though there's so many things, you know, cool. <laughs> like, so, all right, here's what everybody's. Getting. All right, so the first story. All right, it's gonna be about this this chick, right? And she, she's got eyeballs in her boobs. And her boobs, they cry when she's upset, right? But, like, if she falls asleep, this demon that looks like Goro from Mortal Kombat comes out. And he has sex with prostitutes. And and hold on. Hold on. We call him the... We give him a cool name, like the Neckbreaker. <laughs> Wait, you said this movie's bad? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's bad. Uh, there's no post done to this movie, which Glenn Danzig is, is not a fan of because as he says, when he went to art school that they shoot raw and that I guess post has no place in his films, which, okay. You went to art school like in the seventies, maybe. Yeah. No, probably the sixties actually. Um, mm-hmm. It could have, it could have stood for some of that, this weird albino spire that comes out when this girl's boobs cry and she falls asleep. Um, you can very clearly see where the makeup is coming apart in its cock area. Um, nobody saw that and was like, hey, we need to reshoot that. I just pictured Danzig sitting behind the director's chair going, yeah, fuck yeah, man. That shit's cool looking. You guys like that? Her boobs cry. Isn't that cool? Everybody else is just kind of like, yeah, sure. And they're, this, the movie is just really just, it's half an hour longer than it should be. I won't even go into the rest of them, but they're just these really do not put headphones on that boy. Cause I'm about to say some things. Um, there, there's some uncomfortably long strip club scenes and some, uncomfortably long bathing and blood scenes from, from one of the stories and inexplicably there's a part where the countess of blood or whatever in the third chapter is admiring her skin in front of a mirror mirror after she's bathed in blood. Mm -hmm. And it's just way too long. She's kind of posing in front of the mirror and it's like five minutes. Of the- kind of like she's looking and waiting for the cut to happen. There's a lot of that. There, yeah, yeah. The now cut, please. The strip club scenes <laughs> might have been cool if you're into that the kind of thing in the early '80s. But Danzig clearly hasn't grown up. He clearly has not progressed as a human being. Um, it's it's uh, a pile of trash and it's self indulgent and self serving and just the the fantasies of a madman. It's it's really just awful. 
<laughs> I had so many questions about this. One, yeah, sure. It was it, it was weird going. It was weird going into it that we like even without seeing the trailer, which we eventually did. But mm-hmm. seeing the trailer, we all had the opinion that like I would be far more shocked if this was wonderful than if it was terrible, mm-hmm. which says a lot. And then, of course, the hoping it was good, bad. Uh, also, apparently, Courtney Stodden is in this. Do we, do we remember her? Mm-mm. Courtney uh, Stodden. Yeah, she married Doug Hutchison when she yep. was like 16. Mm-hmm. And Doug Hutchison was, he was a uh, prison guard mm-hmm. in the Green Mile. He was in Lost, too. I guess, yeah. That's how I know. Um, I, I guess she's in there for a little bit of time during the second story mm-hmm. where, oh my God. They've got like the neck breaker, the neck snapper or whatever is the name that they give to the killer in the first one. And then in the fucking second one, they call her the face cutter. Like, <laughs> wow. Good job. And I think Courtney Stodden gets her, her face cut off. Yeah, she's referred to as, as pretty blonde. She always drove me nuts because she was one of those. Um, she's awful. She was one of those people that's like, you know, God told me it's okay to marry him. And God told me this and God told me that. And God told me that I need bigger boobs. And like she was all like super religious and, and tried to use it to get people to pay for breast implants and that it was all okay. Yeah. And now she's like naked on Instagram. Everybody in this, every female in this movie it has oversized boobs. They've got plumped up lips. They're, uh, they're just the kind of woman that uh, I guess Danzig almost 70 year old ass thinks he, he maybe has a chance with, I don't know. Maybe he made this movie to try and meet girls, but it's just, Dude, it's terrible. Don't even waste. I'm so glad I didn't buy the Blu-ray. Four bucks on Amazon. Not even worth it. Just don't. That is good to know. Zero. When I get to the bottom. No redeeming qualities to this film at all. Watching at your house and someone walks in the room and people are like, I should pause this because I don't want people to think that I like this. (laughs) Yeah, watch this in an incognito tab. Gotcha. I, that is pretty much what I've heard as well. Just don't. That was pretty much what I expected. I'm just like, <laughs> why are the girls' boobs crying? That's not normal? I guess. I don't know. I don't have boobs. You'll have to tell us after you get your operation, Greg. Yeah, well, I can't because Rob angered some people with the Orlando all, Sentinel, apparently. All, all elective surgeries have been canceled. <laughs> Uh, so, but this uh, is an elective. God told me I need boobs. See? Yeah. And that priest guy agrees. So I'm just going to do some two quick hits real quick. Uh, number one, new Pearl Jam album came out. Ooh. And it's awesome. And it's, it's actually really good. It, sound, it sounds great. Not that uh, you're biased or anything. No, well, I was a little worried about this one because the last two songs that they released, I didn't like. Ooh. Um. So I was a little worried, like, uh oh, is this the choice? Is this what their new sound? Like, one of the songs I actually hated, hated. Um, but they, I was wondering if, like, is it hopefully that's not the new sound, but it's, it, it's an interesting sound they went with. It's, there is some, some straight up rockers. I played the one song not too long ago. Um, at some point, I'm probably going to hop on to some sort of, live stream and record a video or some sort of episode of this, like a special thing with like a, a breakdown. Cause I have nothing better to do apparently. 
then listen to a Pearl Jam album and talk about it. But I might try to do that at some point. So if you want to check that out, feel free. Um, it's definitely a good album. My own, it. I mean, I like them because they're political. But one of the problems I have with with political stuff in that's very uh, on the nose is like you know when they were when they had problems with Bush, those songs don't mean anything anymore. They just seem outdated. Mm-hmm. So if like they have problems with Trump, those songs will seem outdated. Which okay. uh, it, and honestly, usually I listen to I I appreciate political anger. But I also like using that as an escape. You know, I like it in the Rage Against the Machine type thing, mm-hmm. where it's a little more abstract. Yeah, you won't then, you won't go back in, you know, twenty years and go, oh man, I really got to listen to this song about Donald Trump that Pearl Jam made. Yeah, you're so gonna I mean, go the you know alive or yeah. Well, like something. I would like a song. I'll, they don't have one like this, but like I'd like a song that's anti-racism, but not a song that's anti one single racist, person, yeah, one racist or one event, yeah. Um, so that's the one thing. But you know, but other than that, the song that happens to be in has a killer guitar solo, though. So it's uh, I didn't even realize, to be honest, that, that that's what the uh, lyric was. I'm sure they titled the uh, guitar solo something like "Fuck Donald Trump" or something. No, 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 it was just, it just had a good guitar solo at the end. Ah. But, uh, anyway, so that's the one thing. Uh, the other thing is I finally was able to watch uh, Picard, at least half of Picard. Hmm. Uh, it is free now. It was usually on the CBS paid thing. And with the and I wanted to watch it, even though I was not a Star Trek person. Are, you, are either of you guys Star Trek people? I, I am. And I didn't watch it because I didn't have the CBS all access streaming thing because it, it, you had to have the, the subscription to yeah. to their streaming service. Right. To be able to watch it. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, so I was like, screw that. I'm not I'm not paying for another streaming service. Yeah, that's what I was, too. And I was mm-hmm. like, I'd rather just wait a year or two until it, they inevitably will sell it in some way. And then I'll just buy it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really good. And I, mm-hmm. again, did not, I've never seen an episode of next generation. I think I saw some of the movies. I think I saw like the one, the nemesis movie. I think I saw okay. quite a bit of uh, TNG. Yeah. And I know Alicia watched it. My wife, who all you people out there don't know her. Uh, so she watched it. So like, okay, let's do this. Um, it, in a way it bridges the stuff from like the old Star Trek that like I didn't really watch because it was really, you know, really kind of ethereal and didn't have as much action as like a Star Wars, which mm-hmm. I preferred. And then the newer Star Trek, which in which some people will complain, has too much action. It actually kind of bridges that that happy medium where it has intrigue and science and it also has pretty good action sequences. And the fact that it's you know being released out there because of this, like everyone being locked in. Um, it's worth watching. I'm I'm gonna think on episode four or five, big reveal around there. And so where I think can you watch it? Uh, CBS All Access. I think you can also get it directly through. Uh, is it Prime? I th- I was able to. I have. I'm watching it on two different TVs, and one I'm watching. The one of my better room watching it on CBS Online. I think watching it straight through Prime on the one in my living room. Okay. I'll have to check prime for it then. Yeah. But either way it's, it's free. I don't, um, I'll have to check to make sure I don't get charged because they don't ask for any credit card information. So, mm-hmm. but, uh, 
it's it's worth watching. It's it's very very uh, entertaining. Like I look forward to watching it. Cool. I yeah. I, I will definitely check it out because I wanted to watch it. I just didn't have access to it. So mm-hmm. now that it's now that it's out there, I'll definitely jump on that and check that out. Yeah, that's why I wanted. To, that's one of the reasons I wanted to talk about it to let everyone else out there know as well because it's it's something free that people can do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it is also now time to move on to another streaming thing. Oh God! That everyone seems to have watched, and I mentioned it last week. <clears throat> and go ahead, Rob. And we we won't go too in depth into it because I mean, let's face it, there is there is a whole lot of crazy going on in this thing. <laughs> but but Netflix released the series called Tiger King on March 20th of this year stars a real life person, Joe exotic, um, the staff of the GW zoo, Carol Baskin and her second husband, because I'm fairly certain she killed her first one, (laughs) but it's, it's opinions are not necessarily the opinions of the podcast in case lawyers show up. (laughs) Well, no, it's (laughs) everybody, everybody else thinks she did, but there's, the the show is basically just a bunch of lunatics acting badly, fighting over the treatment of animals. And, you know, the actual animals get lost in this. And I know that Carol Baskin's huge. And and honestly, she, to me, she's the worst one of the bunch. I mean, she's she's one of those ones who takes the high ground simply to take the high ground, even though, you know, she's full of shit. And she she tries to claim the high ground and and have this moral standpoint, but none of what she, I mean, she, she, oh. she condemns Joe for, for, well, wait, um, I think we jumped to the end before the beginning. So, so well, like, I mean, the whole thing is just a, a shit show. It, I mean, it's, are you saying it, there's, she's like, uh, Oh, I always just looked out for the treatment of the animals and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. She, she claims she's interested in the tree and in, in not exploiting the animals, but she runs her own fucking zoo. Got it. And I'm like, how is that? She's like, well, you know, we don't want you. We shouldn't be breeding these animals. And I'm like, they're on the brink of extinction. Why should we not be breeding these animals? Well, I think I think her argument in this case is they shouldn't be breeding them and then keeping them in a zoo. They should be breeding them to be released into the wild. Like Baltimore, for example. Let's just release them yeah. in Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah. I mean, we got plenty of people there. They, the, they got they got enough to eat. Second happiest place on earth, Baltimore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Needs but, tigers I mean, roaming around with all of the other problems. There, there's an estimated 4,000 tigers in the wild. There's 10,000 tigers in captivity in the U.S. Mm-hmm. We're, we're single-handedly breeding and saving the species, by the way. So, I mean, there's there's just so much shit going on in this show. So, so I, I mean, Aspen, got- who seems to eternally be wearing... A plastic flower crown, which yeah. I, first of all, never no. ever trust anyone. No, never trust anyone that wears a a plastic flower crown all the time. Yeah, she she claims to be this this uh, feel good hippie, but she runs a zoo. She doesn't pay any of her employees because she she preys on their desire to help. She calls her zoo a rescue. It's not a it's not an effing rescue. It's a goddamn zoo. Mm-hmm. Shut the hell up. Um, and she charges people entry. She she's gone from making five million before she had the zoo to making like thirty seven million a year or some shit. 
And I mean, it's, it is, it is a total cash cow and it is, she's such a hypocrite, but I mean, the, the show is just ridiculous. I mean, Joe is a, and I have it written down here. I've got, I've got Joe is essentially a dumb loudmouth lunatic. Okay. Carol is evil. And I'm pretty sure she killed her first husband, but oh my God, there's so much going on here that it's hard to unpack it all in just one watch through. I mean, you, you'll have to sit down and watch this probably multiple times just to figure out all the dumb shit that's going yeah, on. Yeah. I have to watch and, it by myself. And it is like, what the, there's the dude with like no teeth who is married to Joe, even though he's straight. Yep. But was given a bunch of meth. Uh huh. Right. There's the, the dude with the, the little flavor saver goatee. I forget his name. Doc something. Doc Antle. Yeah. Yeah. Who is like, who is basically running a sex cult. Yeah. Because he gets all these people to work with his tigers and then like, he works with the Tigers, and they start at, like, 16 and 17 years old, and they just kind of don't leave. So he's got, and, like, five wives. Well, and he, he leaves them. He he brings them in. And, and they didn't talk about Doc Antle a whole lot in this in this series. But there's a whole other show there. But, um, I mean, he brings, sure in, these 16 and, he brings mm-hmm. in these 16 and 17-year-olds and leaves them in shacks, like, infested with cockroaches and makes them sleep there unless they're willing to sleep with him. And then he'll upgrade them to, like, houses and shit. And, houses you know, are nice, too. Add, Add them to his harem. And it's like, are you are you serious? What the wow. f I mean, I swear to God, the guy is a total douche. The and then you've dude, got- there's that one like long haired guy that's always outside of a trailer. Uh-huh. When they, I don't know who I forget who he is. He's he's like I think he's the one that was he's like, I was just a bag boy, and then they hired me to take care of the tigers at Joe's place and shit, I'll do that. Yeah, and I think he's and really he's like, like one of the only ones that's upset <laughs> about the way the animals are being treated. But he's funny because he was like when they're asking about Doc Antle, they're like, "How many wives does he have?" And he's like, "I don't give a fuck." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean the the staff that I mean I kind of I kind of believe the staff, but I mean the whole. I mean, they've got that one girl who had her arm ripped off by a tiger when she was like doing something with the cage or something. Tiger ripped off her arm. She was back to work in a week because she could have gone through reconstructive surgery. And then she was scared that they would take the tigers away from Joe or she could just have it severed. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to have it severed and or uh, just cut it off and cut it off. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? So, I mean, there is there is and I mean, Joe runs for political office and runs for president. I mean, he is he reminds me a lot country music that he's not actually singing. Yeah, he reminds me a lot of that really dumb guy that, you know, that just can't get out of his own fucking way. I mean, everything he does, he just he just screws himself up. And it's like, dude, if you just stop and think for a minute, well, maybe you can't think. I don't understand. But. I mean, he's he's just a more, but he's very charismatic, and that's what it is, and that's what keeps you watching, is because he's just this larger than life, insane asshole, and you're like, I can't believe he's doing this shit. What is he? What is wrong with this guy? And he's I think got, he's, I think he's a lot of talk, and I think that's what got him in trouble is with the whole murder for hire plot. He's actually been arrested for attempting to hire, but. I mean, there was never any money exchanged. There was never any plan set up, I guess, or something. It just, it's just a big old cluster. And Carol is a millionaire who wrote a book about the millionaire's guide to making millions. And her guide to making millions was killing her fucking rich husband. All right. That's what she did to make her millions. And How does one convince a tiger to eat a, a husband? I remember. You, you chop him up and just feed it to him. Well, and, 
No, like she said, you have to spread it with a certain, like fish oil or something. Well, no, 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 that's what that's what she was saying when 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 Joe was in the thing and a tiger took a, a liking to his shoes and Joe was like, they sprayed my shoes with perfume. The tigers loved it. She was like, they don't like perfume. It makes them vomit. You got to spread it with with uh, sardine oil. Oops. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> like, did nobody pick up on that? Uh, OK, that's kind of weird, but all right. Have you ever seen a tiger try to pass a femur? Uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, come on. And when you when you find out that that her husband took out a restraining order on her two months before he disappeared. So he was about to divorce her and she wasn't going to get anything. And then this this uh, document shows up where he where he signed it, left everything to her. The signatures don't really match. It was signed. It was witnessed by a a neighbor who says they never witnessed it. You know, it was like, no, I didn't sign that. What are you talking about? And somehow this is all legal and all open up. I'm like, what the? <laughs> How in the hell? OK, whatever. It was, it was just signed with a tiger paw print. Just yeah. <laughs> I mean, she, and she's she is she is evil incarnate. Was her I neighbor mean, named Tony? Tony. Montana. Tiger. I, I, I've heard a couple of people say that it's so weird that the most likable character in this series. Oh, Tony the is Tiger. No, I get it. There we the, go. the most, no, no, no. The most reasonable character in this series is the freaking Miami drug lord. He's yeah. the only one who's like sane. It's the like, guy's oh like, my God. Hopping, he's like, yeah, I used to be considered the, the reason that they made the Scarface movie. And I did this and this and this and this. And then like they show his wife with the, the baby closet full of clothes for their monkeys. Yeah, mm. and like, the and they're the most normal person, people. The most normal person in this whole thing, and it's like Jesus. Oh my God! I might have seen them at Flea World. It's possible. I'm not I even joking. Actually, Joe actually is in Oklahoma, which it like I I mentioned this last week. Where if I told you to like describe your perfect like tiger owner crazy dude, like even without seeing him, I would have been like, hey, yeah, he's got to have a blonde mullet and a and a handlebar mustache. Or like a what is that called a the mustache that goes down like the who's that is that Fu a Manchu? mustache I was I always thought it was Fu Manchu yeah. Fu Manchu okay yeah Fu Manchu he's gonna have that he's gonna always be wearing tiger print that's unbuttoned uh, pretty much described exactly what he looked like without ever seeing him and the other thing with like I had actually heard about the story like about a year ago listening to some true po- true crime podcast mm-hmm. and I thought they were kidding. Because they described some of the stuff, and it was one of those where, like, the it didn't load right. So, like, I missed the first, like, five minutes. And the story is so weird and so unbelievable that you – I kind of thought that I missed, like, a lot more than just five minutes. Because mm-hmm. everything is weirder than the stuff before. And it, it, it starts out weird, and it just gets ape shit after that. I mean, everything just kind of devolves, and it's like, Jesus, what is – what this is real holy shit yeah jimmy you are in for a ride i've only seen two episodes and i've got let's put it this way i've all of the crazy stuff that rob is talking about Mm -hmm. is just the first two episodes is mentioned in the first two episodes except for the signature thing the signature thing is the only thing that's new to me so that's so it gets crazier than that even yeah i I don't know that i'm going to be surprised by any of it because it's all you hear about (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I've I've heard it's so crazy that it's unbelievable, and I'm willing to believe anything that they say. Like, I've heard that the dot guy claims to be like Native American, but he's not. And 
I've seen that picture, that glamour shots picture of the three shirtless dudes. I guess one of them's Joe Exotic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. the middle guy's Joe Exotic, and and, and his two husbands. Yes. Oh, two. He's yeah. got two husbands. He's got two husbands. What? Both of them straight. Both of them straight. Apparently. <clears throat> yep. Both both of them straight and in and in Oklahoma, which is crazy because that's not exactly the the most uh, easy to turn straight people gay type state. It is uh, when they're addicted to meth. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's true. Apparently, the one dude got his teeth fixed. Like, well, already good for him. Yeah. yeah. We're just the dude who's playing around next to the alligator on that piece of wood. But anyway, it's you guys watch it. It's crazy. It'll give you something to do. Yeah, it is bad shit. There's no question. <laughs> Can't wait. Yeah. And now, last but not least, the movie Rob has been trying to get us to watch <laughs> forever, but it's impossible to find. <laughs> oh, I had, to, I had to literally break quarantine to get this movie to Jimmy. Yep, we did. <laughs> And sprayed it with my comically large bottle that says COVID-19 on it before I handed it to him. Motherfucker, I didn't see that. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a movie that was released in in July. It was July 25th, 1986. It was directed by Gene Wilder. Uh, it stars Gene Wilder, Gilda Radner, Don DeLuise, Jonathan Price, Brian Pringle, Peter Vaughn, Paul L. Smith, Jim Carter, E. Ferret, et al. So... The synopsis is two radio voice actors are getting married. Larry has fits of fear. A shrink needs 36 hours to scare him to death and cure him. A family reunion at a scary family castle. So what were your guys' initial thoughts? I could definitely tell this movie is right up your alley. Oh, it so is. It really is. Because it's it's... It got a lot of the same feel as a couple of the other recent movies you made us watch with like a kind of a twist, uh, scary, like horror comedy, but maybe things aren't always what they seem, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, well, one Tucker and Dale, but, um, that one's more modern, obviously what was the oh, last one. That movie is so good though. What was the other one? Uh, Transylvania six, 5,000. Yeah. Yeah. Like very similar to Transylvania six, 5,000. Mm-hmm. Um, in a way, I was w- worried going into this because I cannot stand Gene Wilder. Mm-hmm. I've never, li- I've never liked him in anything. I don't hate him as a person. Mm-hmm. I-, I don't think I like his Jufro, and I think I'm, I'm allowed to. Am I allowed to say that? <laughs> you are Jewish. <laughs> I, I think you're. I think you're qualified. Yeah, I think I'm allowed. I, I don't know. Like, and it's not that I care, but whenever they have him play the leading man, I'm like. No, the, the, a woman, well, I would say a woman not as, as cute as Gilda Radner wouldn't fall in love with him, but she actually did. So I guess I'm wrong, but I don't know. There was something about Gene Wilder that I never liked any of his movies, but this one was, was actually okay. Hmm. You enjoyed it? I enjoyed it. I did. I never got that from Gene Wilder. I, I don't know. It's maybe just a a topic we're going to have to touch on later down the line. Um, no expectations, but I, I can tell you that from the title sequence, I knew I was going to like this movie. From the very beginning, when they're reenacting the, you know, old kind of theater of the mind radio horror mm-hmm. show, and they're making all the really cool sound effects and everything. Mm-hmm. Man, somebody really did their effing research on this. And uh, I, I really, really appreciated it. Um, and I really, really, really enjoyed it. 
Oh, that makes me happy to hear. Oh, yeah. Cause, I, I cause, love whenever they do that stuff with the sound effects. No, yeah, I think that's such a cool art. Just, yeah. I was like, oh, they show you like so how cool. it was done. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I remember this movie from when I was a kid. Um, and, and my initial thoughts were that, you know, first off, I'm appalled that this movie is rated so low. Um, but that being said, I guess it's, it's, you know, trending the same in just about every site that I looked at. Um, just as a reference, IMDb has the movie rated at five and a half stars out of 10 and Rotten Tomatoes has it just above the 50, 50 market, 53%. Hmm. So, I mean, people are, it, it's kind of almost like a 50, 50 split. It seems like with this movie, yeah. um, the critics, the critics are far more harsh when they, when they rate this movie, their, their rating is just 18%, but I've, I've always had a soft spot for this movie. I, I mean, I think it's fun. It's lighthearted. Um, the two the two main actors have an undeniable chemistry. That's Gene Wilder and Gilda Radner. I think they did excellent in this movie. They they played off each other very well. Mm-hmm. And the movie's got it's got laughs. It's got jump scares. It's super ridiculous at times without being too over the top. Right. I mean, the, the, the scene, the scene in the basement when he's got um, the when he's got the guy's legs. Between- yeah. It yeah. looks like he's sitting there. I love that scene. I think it's hilarious. That was funny. That was probably, um, I thought, the funniest, most Gene Wilder kind of part very in vaude- that movie. Very vaudeville. Yeah. And, and it's just it's just a really, really fun movie. And just just the whole setup and then the twist at the end. You know, it's like, oh, man, this I really love this movie. And and let me ask you, how great was Dom DeLuise as Aunt Kate? Amazing. I loved it. Yeah, it was so look like, OK, we know that's a man the whole time. Yes. But it was never, ever, no character in the movie ever questioned it. Right. And I think it made me appreciate it more. Um, it's a big, larger than life, loud. I did not even mind the musical number in that. I, I and see, I love that musical I, number. I thought it began in the most lighthearted and fun kind of way, where you know his character goes up to Gilda Radner and he's like, "I I need to tell you something." Yes, uh, yes. First you. You take your two knees and pinch them nice and, and tight. Close up tight. Yep. And then she's like, and then you push them to the left and you push them to the right. And they just, just go into this right? really funny song and dance number. And, and Dom is just like, oh, my dear. <laughs> yeah, that was that was. Oh, man, this I didn't even look at the ratings for this. And it hmm, it's a little I don't I don't understand it. I don't understand how it can be rated so low. I think it's underrated. I think it's highly underrated. Absolutely. Um, I, I think a lot of people go into this not knowing what to expect, and as a result, it kind of colors their opinions. Yeah. So there, there are so many movies that we talk about, and I'll tell my my fiance, I'm like, "Hey, you know, I'm going to watch this movie this week." She's like, "What's it about?" And I'm like, "Oh, this and that." And she'd be like, "All right, well, you know, have fun with that." Uh, this one, I feel like I could be like. You're going to love this. And I've already told her she she came home and I was like, I'm just watching this super cute movie that, you know, we're we're watching for the the podcast. And it's like, I, I, I don't know. I thought it was freaking fantastic, man. So, yeah, there's um, the whole thing with Gene Wilder and, and just being easily spooked in this. And 
he's obviously seeing things and it's one of those, oh, you're just, you know, just tell yourself to calm down. I think the, Oops, the, there goes my imagination again. Yeah. The other super duper, it just part that had me in stitches is where, uh, the character is standing above him. Um, <laughs> that is my, that is actually my favorite scene. I yeah. love that scene. My brother and I laughed mm-hmm. about that for hours when we were kids. Yeah, he's laying in the bed and a character is kind of like wall walking down towards him and he's got this creepy, almost like a leather face mask. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Spoiler. Um, character's wearing a mask. <laughs> he's just kind of touching his face and everything. Uh, just having making sounds crack. Yeah. <laughs> crack me up. <laughs> I love that. And the thing that I really love about this movie is that while that scene is completely ridiculous, you don't question it at the time that it's happening. But then you go back later. And if you think about it, you're like, well, now, wait a minute. How the hell did they do that? I never went back and did that. I never went back and was like, well, you know, this scene really doesn't work because how could they have possibly done this with the guy walking down the wall? This is just dumb. But you don't really go back and question it. And, it, and I don't know what it is about the movie that just that just kept me from doing that. But like the stuff that you know that doesn't work, if you go back and analyze the movie, you you really don't even pay that much attention to it after the movie's over. It, it's just this lighthearted kind of feel good movie that you're like, oh, OK, yeah, whatever. Great. He's walking down the wall. Who gives a shit? You know that this is this is funny. Let's do this. And it, it's just a really, really cute movie. And I, I'm so glad that you guys liked it. I like yeah. that special effect, particularly like uh, uh, just the walking on the wall thing, like the special mm-hmm. effects in this movie were were very practical and very much done like very a, good, like the 30s movies. And mm-hmm. yeah, they were all really good. And as someone, as I think Jimmy said, they, they definitely did their their research mm-hmm. on that. Um, the one of the things there was a lot of people, there's a lot of people in this movie for a movie that a lot of people don't know about that have gone on to be very famous for other parts. Um, there's two people that went on to be in game of Thrones. Um, Jonathan price, of course, was the, uh, what the, the priest or whatever that grabbed a lot of power. Yeah. And then, uh, Peter Mm -hmm. Vaughn who played for uh, Francis Abbott, he was, uh, one of the Mr. Amon. Mr. Amon. Mr. Amon. I thought was, was interesting. And then another, uh, guy, his name is, uh, Jim Carter. He, uh, he's in, uh, he's Mr. I said Mr. Carter, but that's not what I meant. Uh, he's, uh, Mr. Carson in Downton Abbey. Mm, Okay. He's in this. He's also married to Imelda Staunton from, uh, Harry Potter, but, um, I didn't recognize he's Montego. Yeah. Montego the magician. Yeah. And I didn't actually recognize him because this was, is a little bit older. And that was another scene that they never really explained because he uses like this magic thing to like make Rachel go. And they like never explain it. It's like, the hell was that? Why, (laughs) why did she act like that? That's kind of dumb, but you know, it's, it's not anything that you're like, Oh my God, you know, this is, this is ridiculous. So Yeah. I I absolutely love the movie. I, I loved Dom DeLuise. Gilda Radner and Gene Wilder, I thought, were excellent. It, mm-hmm. it, it, it's just a really fun, lighthearted movie. And I highly re- if you can find it, I highly recommend checking it out. I actually bought it on Amazon and and took it over to Greg's house. We watched it and Greg loaned it to Jimmy. Yeah, I, I very much want it back. But As we you, mentioned on the podcast, get it, it, it was during this time that Rob ate all of my 
of uh, all of my supplies. I am, going to, I am going to starve to death now because I came over to hunger. Greg's with alcohol and and I kind of drank and then I got the munchies. I was hungry. <laughs> all of my pop tarts, but the people that made this movie clearly liked each other. Mm-hmm. Obviously, two of them were married, but they said like all of them talk about like I found a bunch of videos from British television because it was filmed over there, and all of them were talking about how it was one of the most fun film shoots they were ever on. Even uh, Jonathan Price, who, I mean, you, you've seen him in a million things. In fact, I've, we're, I'm watching through all the Pirates of the Caribbean movies right now with my kid and he's in that. And I forgot, but he's, you know, he just won an, uh, I think an Academy Award for playing the, playing the Pope or an Emmy, one of mm. the two. Um, but anyway, he, uh, like he said, that it's one of those films where when there's a break and usually people in films go back to their dressing rooms, no one would leave. They would just sit around and laugh and be entertained by Dom DeLuise, who apparently is a good storyteller. It was a bl- He says it was a blissful time. It was a great time. That's awesome. Um, and so when it what it did do well, that kind of sucks because like they were all having this great time and looking back like, oh, that was such a great shoot. That was such a great shoot. And then it only made eight million dollars and was gone in a week. Yeah. Which is and still it, weird to me. It is. It is a shame because it's it's really a good movie. I, I mean, I very much enjoy this movie. And <clears throat> excuse me. I, I mean, everything. I mean, even the running. How how hilarious was the running gag with uh, Fister and Vicky's hearing? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> where where every time he talked to Vicky, he yelled at her. <laughs> it was like, yeah. Oh my god! What? That yeah, made mean, me laugh every time. Yeah, every sure. time. It I, made me laugh. I know we keep saying this, but I don't think there's any better way to describe this movie other than lighthearted. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a horror movie. No. Um, it's not scary. Nope. It's it's even something I'd say you could probably watch with a child, you know, yeah. maybe 10, 10 years old, or if they're a little more mature. No, um, I mean, that's what there's nothing. No, there's just. No, there's maybe no, slightly scary stuff, but not even that. Yeah, there's nothing in real poor taste, and you yeah, know, there's no no swearing that I can remember. It's just funny. And and actually, the thing that made me remember this movie and want to do this movie was when we talked about. Do you remember when we talked about the like the the fast motion in use in films? Yeah, no, yeah. Did you guys catch that scene? Because yep, that was the scene the, that uh, I thought of when we talked about it. The doctor or psychologist or whatever just that real when he arrived quick. at the uh, at the castle yeah just a yeah. real quick tiny thing but a nice touch and it, it was, was a nice the, effect and it, it wasn't it was, out of place or anything yeah there wasn't any wasted time in this movie it's a it's a, a bite size it's an hour and 23 minutes mm-hmm. of fun yeah love this movie <laughs> Uh, I'll be Mr. Downer yet again. I believe this was Gilda Radner's last movie before she passed away. It may have been because yeah. it was it was towards the end of the eighties, and I don't remember exactly when it was, it was she 86. died. Eighty six. It was eighty six. She died in eighty eight, but okay. she. Um. So that was definitely, and that you know, if you read a lot about comedians, as I do, uh, she was always considered the the sweetheart the the light of the room yeah so she would take care of the upcoming comedians she everyone loved her Mm -hmm. uh, and no one had a bad thing to say about 
them. And if you look back at all of the people that were on SNL and starting off on these, a lot of these shows in the eighties and nineties or seventies, eighties and nineties, there were feuds, you know, you might be like, Oh yeah. You know, like Bill Murray and, and Chevy chase. I figured they would get along. No, they hated each other. Like there were fist fights. Absolutely hated each other. Yeah. Like, but ev- everyone was destroyed when she passed away. Yeah. And she is adorable. Truly is. Absolutely adorable. And so I guess the, um, the question that we always ask is, is should this movie be remade or would it benefit from a remake? So I, I feel like I, I have been adding this kind of caveat or maybe another um, option to this. Mm-hmm. I feel like their only way that, way that I could accept this movie if it starred the actor's children. Hmm. Interesting. Or Adam Sandler. No, no, Adam Sandler. God, no. no. I, I don't <laughs> think... I, I think it would be an injustice if you tried to cast, uh, you know, and, and tried to update it. Uh, I can see how there might be something similar, but mm, I, I don't know. I don't think it needs to be touched. Greg? Uh, resurgence, maybe. You know, it's it's impossible. Uh, resurgence, to find. for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I, this should be playing at the end in your Halloween. Yeah. Or, oh, or maybe one we of should reach out and talk to him about it. This could be a total popcorn in the park flick. Yeah, one thousand percent. Yeah, they could totally do that. Like, like we said, it's safe for families. It's you know mm-hmm. fun. It's not you know, not swear words being screamed down the park. But mm-hmm. I, uh, yeah, I think resurgence more than anything. If one of these companies is able to grab the rights for fairly, I would assume it's cheap. You know who? Uh, it's not, not even in circulation right now. I mean, it's it's hard to find right now. Is it Orion that had it? I think it's Orion. Like Orion had all of the big pictures. That was my like back in the day when I first got into movies. That was my favorite studio. Oh, I love seeing the Orion thing yeah. come up. Mm-hmm. I was like, because they had so many. I don't. I'm going to mess it up if I say it. I think they did Ninja Turtles. I think they had a Terminator movie or something. But either way, when I saw it, I was like, oh sweet. And then they went out of. Then they went out, and. I guess that's one of the ones that didn't get picked up anywhere else. So in theory, yeah. I mean, we could start our own streaming service. We should start our own streaming service. And not just Rob peeing in toilets. No. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, Rob? I, I Rob, think. Why not that, Rob peeing in toilets? Sorry, Rob. I, I mean, <laughs> if, everybody if, wants if, to see that. Yeah. If people are going to pay $19 for it, I mean, whatever. It's not me. I, I think that a remake would hurt what this movie is. Okay. Agreed. Because I think, I think they've captured it so well. There isn't a need for any updated special effects. The, the movie still stands based on the fact that it's set in the twenties. I mean, the movie still stands. You don't need all these weird special effects. There was, there's, there's nothing that needs to be improved. And a lot of the roles in this film were, just spot on. I mean, it's hard when you've got, when you've got somebody who's perfectly cast in a role and there's a, there's a couple of roles. And I know that there have been, that there have been, you know, multiple. And and I, I always use Jack Nicholson as the Joker, but Heath Ledger as the Joker was also amazing, but they also played two different types of jokers. And, 
and Batman, the Batman franchise is so diverse that you could actually allow for lighter and darker versions of the Joker and have completely different versions of the Joker. I, you, you, you can have that. Whereas this movie, I, I really think that they've just nailed pretty much everything that they could in this movie. And to do a remake and recast and reshoot, I think would just do this movie an injustice because it, it's just so good. And it just stands up on its own and it doesn't need a remake. But I agree 100 percent with Greg that it does deserve a resurgence. And I really think we should reach out and talk to the Enzian and try and get them to pick this movie up for for like a Halloween show or something or just you can even borrow your DVD. They, yeah. I would loan it to him. I'd be like, dude, play Here. this movie. You got to play this movie. Play this movie. Yeah. Nice. I think that takes us out, out of the movie, correct? I think so. I think we pretty well covered it. Um, long story short, if you can find it, go see it. It's enjoyable. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I, I just randomly that. drive around Home Depot parking lots, handing it to people. Here, look at this movie. Oh, that's like how it. I got it. Yeah. See? <laughs> <laughs> so that'll take us to our question of the night, I believe. Yeah. And inspired by Dom DeLuise's wonderful performance of Aunt Kate in the movie or in the movie Haunted Honeymoon, I'd like to know who are your top five roles where an actor or actress actually played a the opposite gender. Now, this does not include movies like Tootsie or Miss Doubtfire, where they played a person who is pretending to be another role. These are roles specifically where they played the opposite gender for the entire role. Yeah, so I'll go ahead and start. Um, some very fun research on this one, because mm-hmm. like you said, yeah, it was like, oh, Robin Williams missed Doubtfire. Well, he didn't play a female character the whole movie. Right. He, so, well, he didn't actually play a female character. He played a male who was pretending to be a female character. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's a lot of reading the editor. You'd be like, OK, well, this person played that. But it was only but, for, they, but they were actually um, they were only actually supposed to be a trans person. And it was right. It was. Yeah. So, go on. so I'm going to go ahead and start. Uh, my number five is going to be Tilda Swinton from mm-hmm. Suspiria. Um I remember seeing promotional shots for this movie coming out and I think it was just somebody with an eagle eye caught it and said, that character looks, that looks like Tilda Swinton. She's on the cast list. Uh, it's just very, very convincing mm-hmm. um, in that role. My number four is going to be Dom Dup 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 I'm just kidding. Number four is going to be Dom DeLuise from A Haunted Honeymoon. That was mm-hmm. hard to say. Number three, Michael J. Fox as Marlene McFly. Okay. Number two is going to be the character Shanene. <laughs> All right. From the Martin Lawrence <laughs> show yeah. from Martin. And my <clears throat> number one, Terry Jones as Brian's mom in The Life of yep. Brian. Monty Python classic. Uh, wow, there's actually some some non crossover. I'm interested. Yeah, I'm interested in hearing your list. So, uh, Greg, why don't you go next? So did, the two that I mentioned to you earlier, Rob, those are on your. Oh, I have an honorable mention. Yeah, good. That's Dietrich Bader in the Beverly Hillbillies. Oh, wow. I did not see that. I did not know that he was in that. Yeah, he was um, Jethro 
<laughs> I will leave the honorable mentions to Rob because I'm pretty sure he has some of the same ones as me. So I'll just I'll wait. And I'll you, go past that. And I just I just want yeah. to mention that I love that that Jimmy, you wrote your answers under Greg's name. Yeah. Oh, did I? Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. I was like, man, this list seems a lot like. Oh, never mind. <laughs> so uh, I've got my number five, and and this one did not show up on a lot of lists, but one of my favorite characters in a movie that I probably like more than I should. Uh, that would be Kurt Alexander. Do, do we know who Kurt Alexander is? His his name is also Big Boy, by the way. And I will his name is Big Boy Alexander. Yeah. Cakes and pies. Cakes and pies. Nice. <laughs> yes, that is Fluisa from Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo. Mm, is cakes okay. and pies. Cakes and pies. Cakes and pies. <laughs> I love Fluisa. Anyway, uh, number four, Michael J. Fox, Marlene McFly, uh, Tilda Swinton, who was basically, they cast, they said that it was Lutz Ebersdorf. He was playing Joseph Cumper in Suspiria, as Jimmy said. Uh, Eddie Murphy mm. as Mama <laughs> and Granny in The Nutty Professor. I watched those yep. those things today. When you wear headphones and watch that, oh my God, there's so much other little stuff that's going in the background. I was cracking Oh, I bet. Yeah. Like the, 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 the <laughs> <laughs> that Mike Wallace makes me wet. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, oh yeah. So good. <laughs> I loved the part where she's talking about, she's like, I know a church. They'll, they'll marry you as long as you want lesbians. And nothing wrong with being lesbians. I, every so often, I was a lesbian. Maybe <laughs> 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 yeah. uh, toast this tweener, crack your ass. Yeah, little little bit conlingus. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. Guys, stay tuned after the uh, the end of the the episode. I actually did save a audio clip of that and. Jimmy, as uh, you are on editing duty, I'm going to send that to you if you don't mind yes, just sir. sticking it there. I don't and mind. Just I'll stick, stick it, it in anywhere there. you want. <laughs> just, just stick, stick it there. And my number one is going to be Kate Blanchett. She played Bob Dylan in a very strange movie called I'm Not There. Uh, excellent did. movie. Excellent soundtrack. Character and stylized after Bob Dylan? No, it was. Uh, oh. It's. Uh, it basically played Bob Dylan. Basically. Yeah. It's a weird. It's a very weird kind of out there movie, but it's good. Mm-hmm. And I did not realize it was her, I believe, through at least one viewing of that movie. I was like, I thought Kate Blanchett was supposed to be in the oh shit. No. <laughs> oh, so, look at yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my number one. All right. Well, I'll go ahead and do my five. Um I do have I do have several honorable mentions though. Um Eddie Murphy from The Nutty Professor and Norbit. Mm-hmm. Do you remember he played the girlfriend in Norbit? Mm-hmm. Yep. So um, Eddie Murphy, um, Tyler Perry as Medea. Um, RuPaul actually had a role where he yep. played a woman mm-hmm. in a very Brady sequel. Yes. So th- those are all honorable mention. And then one other one is actually Sir Alec Guinness. Did you uh, yeah, know just, that Sir Alec uh, Guinness mm-hmm. actually played a woman? There was a movie where he it was a movie called Kind Hearts and Coronets. He actually played like eight roles in the movie. One of them was a woman. I did see that. I, I had not seen that movie, though. So. so those are my honorable mentions. So I'll start with my five. My number five is going to be Dom DeLuise from Haunted Honeymoon. It was just such a fun movie. And he, so fun. he, yeah, he plays Aunt Kate. And it was just 
he just a great job very very mesmerizing during the movie it's it he yeah at number four one that actually didn't make either of your lists i'm gonna put john travolta in hairspray yeah i couldn't do it i couldn't (laughs) i i saw it but couldn't do it yeah yeah couldn't do it turn blad or something like that yeah Yeah. one that movie was terrible or i didn't see it but it looked terrible i mean two he's a douche canoe <laughs> All right. Actually, so we'll move on. Okay, actually, let's put it this way: one, he's a douche canoe. Two, that movie is terrible. At number three, it's it's another movie that didn't really do all that well. It didn't get great reviews, but Hugo Weaving as as, as he, every he, character in Cloud Atlas. Yes, he, <laughs> but he played the nurse in Cloud Atlas as well. Cloud Atlas was good. It was good. I, I, yeah, I did. I it was, was kind of uh, all over the place. It, yeah, yeah. So Hugo Weaving in Cloud At in Cloud Atlas is my number three. My number two is going to be Kate Blanchett in I'm Not There. But my number one is she actually won an Oscar for her performance, and that's going to be Linda Hunt. In the year of living dangerously, do you know who Linda Hunt is? I know of that movie, but I don't know her. Mm-mm. Linda Hunt is Hetty from NCIS Los Angeles. the the um, little The little old lady. Oh, um, she played Edna she from played, the Invisibles. Yes, she played Billy Kwan in the year of living dangerously. Mm. Uh, the mm. the friend of Mel Gibson or whatever. Or the guy okay. that the the reporter or photographer or whatever that Mel Gibson met, she played yeah. Billy Kwan, and she actually won an Oscar for the role. She okay. cut her hair short, dyed it black, and played an Asian reporter. Oh, I guess we could have put. Uh, could would Julie Kavner have met her? Would she have been? <clears throat> of course, she matters, Greg. You know, being Bart Simpson in the Bar- in the Simpsons movie. I guess it's just voice, but um, well, I get yeah, maybe. I, I mean, I well, but I would stray away from animation just yeah. because okay. the, the, I, I was looking more for the actually portraying the entire role of being the opposite gender. And, and simply and providing the voice wouldn't necessarily, you know what I mean? Because it, it's, it's different, you know, when you're changing your mannerisms and your walk and all of that stuff. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. well, keep farting. Hope you fart till your asshole falls out. <laughs> oh man movie is so funny okay that was was oh we we did let's just do this real quick uh jubles did send us a list oh that's right he did uh he sent us a list this will be our our late list here um of his top five bands named after tv shows or movies Number five, Kill Switch Engage. I don't know what that's actually from, but I know that I do know the band. Jimmy, do you know that? Mm-mm. Um, we'll have to figure that one out. Uh, Fallout Boy from The Simpsons. Speaking of Oakley Doakley, also nice. from The Simpsons. From The Simpsons. Uh, the Bloodhound Gang. <gasps> from yeah, let's forgot that one. Yeah. And number one, Duran Duran, which I believe was on uh, Jimmy's list. No, oh, that was on Ross's. Mine. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yep. from uh, Barbarella. So, thank you, uh, Matt slash no, Jubles. Duran Duran was on um, Angelo's, and yeah, yeah, and that's what it was. Angelo's. 
Yeah. So excellent. So well done, gentlemen. Yeah. I'm so glad you guys like that movie. I I will I I am I will watch it again. Would, let me let me know what Susie thinks of it. Would purchase. I'll give it give it that high marks. Excellent. Fantastic like film. Check it out. Thanks for the recommendation. No problem. Take us home, Jimmy. I would. Greg, do you want to tell our friends about Squadcast? I do. Or should I do that after the contact information? Let's, let's talk about Squadcast right now. Do we, it. You, te- you teased it. I, so Squadcast. You, you, know, you guys of, can't see me right now, but I'm wearing my squad. You saw me wearing it today. You were. You I'm were wearing, wearing squadcast my Squadcast shirt. shirt proudly. This shirt fits very nicely. Yeah. So here's the deal with Squadcast. Okay. First of all, every single person on the planet right now is very well aware of one. You're not allowed to be near anybody. Uh, two, yep. you all have probably talked onto a microphone or FaceTimed or something along those lines into a computer because that's how everyone is working these days. Mm-hmm. Squadcast basically allows you to record a podcast just like you are going to work at home. <laughs> and it's really easy to use. You basically just sign up for Squadcast and send a link to all your co-hosts and they click on the link and they record and it sends the download to whoever needs to get it. And it's just a great little uh, you know, piece of software, a uh, website, really. Yeah. So, and, and you can save the conversations that you have um, yeah. as well. So, you know, if that's something that's important to you, if you want to, you know, hop on and, and read your kid a bedtime story and, and be able to save it for later, you know, while you're across the country and do that too. Yeah, mm-hmm. dude, it's, it's just an easy way to do it. Um, we are an affiliate of Squadcast, and you can go ahead and sign up with us, and we get a little bit of that money. Uh, if you want to figure out what our affiliate link is, you could always check that out at gimme5podcast.com and because uh, it's got some weird stuff in it. It's kind of hard for me to just tell you to do it, but it's, uh, if you guys want it, let us know. You can contact us to uh, get the information and we thank you in advance if you guys decide to do that and how can they contact us jimmy they can contact us several different ways you can find us on facebook by searching for the give me five podcast find us on twitter and instagram at give me five pod or email us directly at give me five podcast at gmail.com uh as with as in all of those, the five is spelled out F-I-V-E. And guys, if you could uh, check us out on iTunes or whatever podcast app that you're listening to, uh, please definitely give us a review. If you like what you hear, if you don't, you can go fuck yourself. Excellent. We have a store as well, guys. You can find it through our website, GiveMe5Podcast.com, or go directly to GiveMe5Podcast.Threadless.com. You can find the store on that. And the website, GiveMe5Podcast.com, you can find all the episodes or go straight to our Libsyn site at GiveMe5.Libsyn.com. But you can just go to the website because they show up right there. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Good morning, good afternoon, good night. Stay safe out there and wash your damn hands. Wash your damn hands.
You're walk over, but you're limping back. Oh, slide this knife right up the crack of your ass. <laughs> <laughs>